everybody. Welcome to the big program, Things My Granddaddy Said. I'm David Studdard. Well, listen, everybody, we don't have a big lineup for you today. I don't have a, uh, don't have a guest that I can uh, jump up and down and brag about. Um, I, we've had sort of a, a rough week here at the, uh, at the, in the Granddaddy Studios. For, first of all, uh, there is no AC in the Granddaddy Studios. And it's about 85 degrees currently in the studio, so <clears throat> that's uh, an issue. We're working to correct it, um, and we've we've had a uh, there was a sort of a, a family minor family emergency in the Granddaddy family. Um, someone was um, injured, not gravely, but injured to the extent that they uh, had to be hospitalized. So uh, that we're dealing with that too. So it's been kind of a rough week for me to organize uh, a guest or put a show together. Uh, but I did want to come on briefly, and uh, and. Uh, you know, uh, make some announcement relevant to uh, what what we did this week uh, for my for my listeners. I know that several of you now, uh, when there's a problem with the show or if it doesn't drop, uh, you know, early in the morning on Tuesday, I get uh, I get uh, text messages mainly and say, "Hey, where's the show? What's going on?" I, I went to you know download it and I can't find it. So I did want to let you know uh, that uh, you know that was the situation this week. Um, we. Uh, we just don't. Uh, we just didn't have time, really, to put anything together, uh, even for me to come on for you know thirty or forty minutes and rant and rave. I mean, I just have not had time to collect my thoughts and uh, sort of get together anything coherent. I mean, obviously, there's a lot going on. There's a lot I'd like to talk about. Um, you know, you've got Robert De Niro uh, hollering "f Trump" at the Tony Awards, and then you've got Trump uh, trying to denuclearize the Korean Peninsula. Uh, the fact that he's meeting with Kim Jong-un is uh, uh, historic. Uh, we talked about this on the show last week. And let me just say uh, about that show last week, that show is trending huge. I mean, that, that, that's my biggest, uh, in terms of downloads um, and feedback, that's my biggest show yet. Uh, that, that show was huge. That was Joe Bogelin, and we had a good time on that show, and uh, we, we had a good time you know, prepping for that and afterwards. Um, so I appreciate it very much. Everybody that's downloaded that show and listened to it and commented about it, um, that was a that was a really good show. So uh, I'm, I'm very pleased with 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 that uh, result. So I hope to get someone in here next week. I'm working on somebody. If I can get her in here, um, it'll be huge. I don't want to say who it is until I have a confirmation. Um, but suffice it to say, it's uh, somebody that really is going to be exciting and a good guest, and that is well well known. Uh, in the Instagram world and, and on social media. So we're working on that. Um, but again, back to this uh, sort of some of the news of the day that I would like to sort of riff about, you know, for a while, but I'm just not necessarily spun up enough on it to, to talk about it intelligently, except to say that uh, <clears throat> you've got Donald Trump, who is meeting with Kim Jong-un, and there's a couple of schools of thought on this. The first school of thought is you know, this is historic. No U.S. president has ever met with the North Korean leader, any North Korean leader. Of course, I guess there's only been two in my lifetime, uh, Kim Jong-il and Kim Jong-un. Uh, I can't remember who predated Kim Jong-il, maybe no one in my lifetime. But at any rate, uh, you've got President Trump meeting with Kim Jong-un in Singapore, um, uh, ostensibly to discuss uh, uh, denuclearizing the Korean Peninsula, which would mean Kim Jong-un would have to give up his, his nuclear weapons and nuclear program. We'll see. Um, the other side of that is uh, how far are we willing to capitulate to Kim Jong-un? In other words, there's a media spin 
and not commenting on whether or not this media spin is is um, valid or, or not. I mean, I have my own thoughts about that, and I'll share them with you in just a second. But you know, the other the other school of thought on this is that you know we're capitulating and laying at the feet of one of the most hated uh, sort of despot dictators uh, in in the world right now. Um, Kim Jong Un. It's well documented. He he murders his own people. He he murders his relatives. He he murders anybody that. Um, sort of gets sideways w- with him and what he wants to do. It, you know, he develops these thoughts in his his paranoid mind, and I say that because all of the reports that we have that come out of of North Korea, relevant to his goings ons and rantings and ravings, seem like the the rantings and ravings of of a, of a paranoid, uh, delusional individual. So you've got an American president sort of uh, paying uh, credence and, and lending credibility to this this clown. By meeting with him, with all of the trappings of a of a of a big state summit, you know you've got the United States flag and the flag of the North Korea, uh, the North Korean flag together. There's been a lot of hay made about that on on social media. I mean, I don't know. I mean, look, <clears throat> we've been doing it one way for the last fifty years, and it, and it hasn't worked. Um, there's been no inroads made with Kim Jong Un. His people are, are you know regardless of what kind of face they put on for the for the national and international media. Everybody knows what goes on or what kind of regime uh, is is ruling in in North Korea. I mean, you really don't have to do anything other than look at satellite flyover imagery of the Korean Peninsula. It's amazing. You look at nighttime flyover imagery of the Korean Peninsula. South Korea is lit up like, and it's got pockets where it's completely lit up like any other American city would be, or any American city would be. Um, you know, you do a flyover of the United States. Most areas at night are, are are lit. I mean, you can see lights, you can see things on the ground, illuminated. I mean, you get out into the, you know, sort of in the in the Midwest and in the West, and then you know you start getting areas that are, that are more scar- scarcely populated. North Korea, you fly over, you look at satellite imagery of North Korea on a nighttime flyover, and it is dark. I mean, it is it is dark. There are just a very just dottings of of, of light, but for the most part part it's dark and i think that speaks volumes about where they are in north korea in terms of their uh, technology as far as uh, you know their power grid and who's got power and who i mean it just seems medieval over there primitive um to the casual sort of observer which is certainly is what i am i've never been to north korea and don't have any uh uh, no desire to go Uh, but that's what you hear and that's what uh, my own eyes tell me when i look at that that satellite imagery um so, I mean, you've got Donald Trump doing something that no U.S. president has ever done. I mean, the, the, the effort has always been in the other direction to um, put all types of conditions on talks with uh, North Korea and sort of uh, make them feel subservient to the United States, which, you know, there may be that that may be uh, uh, there may be some merit to that argument, but it hasn't worked. That has never worked. And then, you, of course, you've got Trump. Embracing Kim Jong-un, embracing um, Vladimir Putin, and at the same time, he is uh, he just wrapped up the, the G8 summit, and what happened there, he uh, ostensibly bitch-slapped, well, sorry to use that terminology, he, he slapped uh, uh, um, uh, Angela Merkel around, he slapped the, the Canadian um, young lady, <laughs> I forget his name, the Canadian prime minister. What is that that dude's name? Anyway, you know, he, he 
uh, ruffled his feathers. I mean, he he's just got he's got the whole G eight in a, in a in a you know in a in a frothy lather, and he's suggested that there you know maybe some discussion about letting Russia into the G. I mean, it's 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 very bizarre, honestly, um, compared to sort of our the United States foreign policy stance for the last 50 years. I mean, it's, it's, it's very perplexing. Um, but, I mean, apparently it's getting some result. I mean, he's meeting with Kim Jong-un, which is in and of itself. If nothing comes – well, apparently they've already signed an agreement there. Uh, I saw yesterday where there was an agreement signed. The, the, the details haven't been disclosed uh, widely yet, but apparently it's, it, it's a, 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 an agreement that starts the process of Kim Jong-un's denuclearization. So we'll see. Um, so that that's been going on, and, and you know th- th- all that fascinates me, um, and I'd love to talk about it more with you, but I just don't have uh, enough um, knowledge about it right now to, to to talk. Other than to sort of make those two sort of th- to discuss that dichotomy in foreign policy and the direction that we're, we're headed in um, makes some people very very uncomfortable, makes some people extremely happy, um, and you could pretty much. Divide that right down, you know, Trump supporters and non-Trump supporters. The Robert De Niro thing that that should probably not make as many people happy as it as it is making them. Because look, Donald Trump's not going to be in office forever. Um, someone else is going to come behind him in three more years, or or you know, another six, seven years, whatever. However that works out, and you're going to have another guy or girl as you know in that seat. Um, and you know how we how we treat. Um, the office is important. I mean, I think that's important. You know, you can you can have a political opposition to the to the man or woman that occupies that office, but how you treat the office is important. I mean, it it sends a message to the rest of the world. Um, you know, I have said oftentimes that that this sort of derangement syndrome over chief executives began. I think with with Bush forty three, but probably before that, social media has a lot to do with it. But I mean, it got hot. I mean, it, it came to fruition under, with with Obama. I mean, I've said this many times on, on social media. I mean, the things that were said about President Obama and his wife and his children were, I mean, just appalling, just horrible. And the images that went around about them, racist images, and and I mean, just it's terrible. Regardless of what you think about Barack Obama. I mean, the office of the president of the United States deserves better. When I say deserves better, I mean deserves better from us. It deserves, it deserves, it's done nothing. The office I'm talking about, the office of president of the United States has done nothing to garner that kind of disrespect. Nothing. Now, the occupants of that office, perhaps, but even these, these personal attacks upon them, are, are not while they're in office, I think are tasteless. Uh, they harm the United States. That's just my thought about it. You can hate Donald Trump if you want. You can hate Barack Obama if you want. I don't know why you'd hate either one of these men. You can disagree with their policy and politics, certainly. You can even disagree or have some objection to their personal lifestyle. Uh, hello, Bill Clinton. Thanks for coming out, everybody. He's on a book tour right now. Um, yeah, hashtag me too. <laughs> Bill, uh, look this way. Um, so, I mean, you can hate what they do uh, or their sort of the way they live their life, but, you know, I just believe while they're in office for the good of the country, 
let's refrain from this 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 vitriol, this this almost unhinged, psychotic borderline behavior towards the chief executive, whether it's Barack Obama, Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, Bush 41, Bush 43, Ronald Reagan. We don't need it. We don't need it. I mean, no one's going to stop doing it because I'm here saying stop. Uh, you know, that's just my feeling about it. That's just my thought about it. Um, and, and for Republicans to be so indignant now about the treatment that Trump is receiving after eight years of the treatment that they meted out on Barack Obama is hypocritical. I'm sorry. How did you not think this was going to happen? Regardless of if it was a Republican that got elected in 2016, this was going to be the reaction. Now, obviously, Donald Trump brings, on, brings out a bit more of a visceral reaction because of you know some of the He's a different kind of guy. He's a different kind of politician. He's a different kind of chief executive. And his style is uh, rubbing half the country the wrong way. But, I mean, for Republicans to, because uh, I see this all the time, you know, respect our president, respect, well, come on, stop with that. I mean, y'all were merciless for eight years with Barack Obama. And listen, uh, Democrats, you all were merciless with Bush 43. So let's don't get crazy, okay? So I mean, it works. It works all ways here. My point is, the office is 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 transient. There'll be someone else in that office in the next few years, okay? Let's let's just think about that. Anyway, okay, everybody. Um, you know, again, I'm, I'm not going. This is this is not going. I'm not going to take up much time. I just mainly wanted to come on and tell you that. Uh, we don't have, quote-unquote, a regular show this week because of some issues we've had here at the Granddaddy Studios, everybody. Uh, and again, I hope to get uh, this guest that I'm courting. I, I, I hope to get her. We're, we're, we're in talks, um, but it will be huge if I, can, if I can get her in here. Now, look, here's something else I wanted to mention to you. In, in these instances where um, I'm not able to necessarily put a show together, you know, it, believe it or not, everybody, uh, once a week, it's difficult to come up with uh, content for a 30 to 40, 50 minute podcast. I mean, uh, believe it or not, as much as I like to talk and hear myself talk, uh, I think I'm okay in saying that. Um, most of you would agree that know me. Um, it, it's difficult, you know, to come up with content and have an interesting guest in here week in and week out. So I say that to say, not only do I solicit your suggestions for what types of guests I would like, you'd like to see. But if you think you've got what it takes to be a guest host in this of this show, if you think you could fill in for me on, on, on those rare occasions when I can't put together a, a show or I can't do any show, I'd love to talk to you. Um, you don't necessarily have you wouldn't necessarily have to do the show from the Granddaddy Studios. We could probably figure out a way for you to do it remotely from some other location. Um, but you know, you've seen the show, you've seen the or you've heard the show, and you you kind of know. Um, what the tone and tenor of this thing is and what type of guests I like to have. So, I mean, you, you, you have that, you know, uh, blueprint. So if you think you've got what it takes to, uh, to be a guest host here on the uh, Things My Granddaddy Said, drop me a line. Um, TMGSpodcast at gmail.com. TMGSpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll audition you for the, uh, for the position, everybody. All right, gang, look, we're going to be back next week um, with, a, with, uh, with, with, <laughs> with some content, I promise you, um, with a guest. And there's some other things that I, I could get into right now, but I, I just don't. I'm, I'm not going to. Um, we'll save it for next week. 
Uh, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of things that, that develop between now and, and next next week's show uh, that we can talk about. You know, this is a this is a topically driven show for the most part. So it's it's difficult. You know, sometimes something happens in the middle of the week. We've already dropped an episode and we got to wait a whole other news. You know, got another week week to talk about it. And it, it's old news by then. So it's just kind of difficult to do that. But at any rate, uh, we'll be back next week. We're going to have uh, a guest in here. I'm hoping it's the one I've suggested about. But if not, I'm going to get someone else in here who's going to be entertaining and uh, we'll have a good time. So as always, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. Um, I, uh, I welcome your suggestions, uh, criticisms, compliments, whatever you'd like to send me at uh, uh, tmgspodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can find us, obviously, on iTunes, uh, in your news feed. Um, I post our Buzzsprout link all the time. That's the site that carries the show. So just continuously check your Facebook feed if you're interested in, in getting updates on the show. And, and you know, I know I haven't been... Uh, I haven't been all that um, uh, diligent in updating the Granddaddy Facebook site. Um, there hadn't been anything posted on that in a while, but I'm going to get a little bit better about that. So you can look there, too, the uh, Things My Granddaddy uh, Said uh, Facebook page. All right, everybody. Well, again, thank you very much uh, for listening, and we, uh, we hope to be back. We hope you all will join us back here um, next week for a brand-new show and brand-new guests. Thanks very much, everybody.